right, Ben. I think we're almost ready for our special guests this week. The studio has been cleaned. Um, we've got we've got a bowl of pretzels set out, a uh, pitcher of lemonade. I I think I think everything is perfect. But uh, what if our microphones run out of steam before then? I, you know, it's just a risk we have to take, man. I, you know, cross your fingers and hold your breath. Wait, and why do we always uh, record these things before we're actually recording? It's, you know, tradition. Who, who are we to question tradition, Ben? This is just how it's always been done. This is how our, our fathers podcasted and their fathers before them. Oh, well, I hope you'll be able to fix it or else, I mean, we can't have a podcast this week. Might could could end up being the last one. We'll see how far we can get. So which uh, which of the uh, which of the uh, ingenuity guys answered answered the uh, the uh, the old bat signal we put up in the sky? Oh, was the it, engineer uh, signal. The engineer signal. Sure, yeah, sure. The bat shines, signal for engineers. It shines a wrench in the sky. I guess <laughs> is that what an engineer signal would be? I don't know. It would just be a picture of an engineer. That'd just be like a person silhouette. Sure, yeah, just a just a guy or gal, Ben. It's very sexist for you to assume it was a guy. I said person. That was that <laughs> was the twist. Guy. The engineer was a girl the whole time. You never saw it coming. I just said person. Okay, I'm sorry. That's my mistake. So how? I mean, um, where where do we even get this equipment anyway? It seems kind of kind of old. Was this? Did you buy this yourself? Was this issued to us? Well, I didn't have anything. I lost everything in that great fire three years ago that happened evidently and uh i'm pretty sure when slade offered to buy the podcast he just gave us whatever he had and it was mm. these steam powered microphones I don't all know right yeah over sound wise maybe i just edited down okay all right okay that you know i always thought that, that the stuff looked very unique but uh i hadn't placed it together we're we're running entirely on steam power this is a very steampunk podcast that also explains your top hat and monocle and your whole your whole get together i get it now i wear that all the time mm. not just today all right oh wait uh did you i i've been was that the doorbell i believe oh all right all right okay okay it, how's my hair is it is it combed do i have any spinach in my teeth well i can't tell because you're wearing that swim cap okay oh i mean you can still okay okay no spinach though oh well no the spinach in the swim cap okay gotcha all right, <clears throat> we're going to open the door. Oh, St. Jimmy, thank you for coming on such short notice. We do appreciate it. Oh, I saw the Ingenuity symbol in the sky, and I rushed right over. Well, what seems to be the problem? Well, um, our, our podcast equipment is not not doing so well. It's taking a turn for the worse. I, uh, I think Ben... Might have uh, maybe spilled some uh, some soda on it, Whoa. just between me and you. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> well, also, our door is making this weird, creaky sound when it opens. Oh, Brian, yeah. Brian, open and close that door again. What's that sound like? Uh, oh, it's it, it, uh, here. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope you can fix that too. That was terrible. Well, it's not. It's not essential. We don't have to fix the door right now. Podcast equipment's number one priority. Well, the door's easy. Just take the cat out of it. Oh, I thought we were supposed to use cat hinges. Yeah, and then just spray it down with some WD-40. It ought to be good. Oh, thank you. Well, you are the master engineer. Thank you. Uh, let's look at that equipment you've got there. Ooh, 
I haven't seen equipment this like this since uh, the winter of 47. Oh, wow. I didn't know you'd been around that long. Uh, it was just in a picture, actually. Oh. <laughs> I'm not that old. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, looks like uh, you've got some steam fittings here. That's interesting. Um, we were told it's the best like... on the market. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's tighten up some of these flanges and see if we can't get rid of that leak. Whew. Good. Let's try these things out. All right, it's it's looking better. So I'm I'm wondering if if it's if our whole rig is is set up to run on steam and it's uh and it's starting to fail. Does that mean I mean just I I'm no I'm no engineer, but just off the top of my head, do you think do you think we might be running out of steam? Does that seem like a possibility? Well, from what I've heard, your podcast been running out of steam for quite some time. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that does that, that explains why we had such a hard time coming up with a show idea last week. All right, Ben, Ben, we need to, well, I can't believe we waited until the last minute. We need a theme, we need a theme. Um how about how about uh we wear silly hats? Is that something we can do? Uh I I don't know how well that would really work. What if okay. it's themed on like it's just like The Bachelor, the TV show? Except it's both of us, and there are no contestants. I don't. Okay, that I like your. I like your enthusiasm. That doesn't make any sense, though. What if it's animated? Animated podcast. It's uh, the first ever animated audio only podcast. It might be hard to tell unless we're doing really silly voices and have cartoon like boinks and swooshes. Okay. okay. What if it's one that's just whispered all the way through? You know what? Not not. Not a bad idea. You're in the right direction. Uh, I don't think we could really uh, sustain that for an entire podcast. Maybe one segment at best. Oh. Uh, a podcast where we both speak French the entire time. I don't know French. Neither do I, so that's oh. perfect. Let's do it. Well, I know a little bit of German and a little bit of Latin, but uh, what if we just play charades? That's all right. That's okay. Pencil it down. That's what we're doing next week. All right. Charades podcast. You know what? Yeah, that does. That makes a lot of sense. We, huh? So we can't. We can't keep doing the podcast if we run out of steam. That's. Well, can you can you help us? I I mean, uh, the pattern's so clear now. I I can't believe we didn't see it before. Yeah, now that I'm here, I'm sure uh, things will pick up steam pretty quickly. Oh, thank goodness! Well, I see. I see you've made. I see you've made some um, very technical adjustments here. Um, some some tools that I'm not familiar with. I don't know what you call this one. This uh, this this long one with the uh, the flat the flat bit at the end. It's uh, I as I'm unfamiliar with with uh, these. They must be very high tech. Yeah, that's uh, we just call that a slotted screwdriver. It's, uh, oh, see, I see. Okay, I didn't know. I my toolbox just consists of hammers. That's all I have. I have twelve different hammers, <laughs> different sizes. There's like different bits at the end. No, just they're identical. The head, it, oh, all right. What's this round wooden spoked thing though? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a special tool for uh, working on steam systems. Oh. 
Okay. Wow. You you are the engineerdest of them all. Not of them all, but of them all. <laughs> of or yeah. you could be of them all if you wanted to be. Yeah. I, I've I've been to malls before. Have you engineered them? Hmm. Well, as an engineer, I I typically try to stay away from public places because you know the antisocial element oh, that's yeah. required to to graduate. You know. Um, but yeah, I, I've been there occasionally, nerded it up. I would watch St. Jimmy Mall Engineer. <laughs> Probably a good movie. Are you pitching this? Are you pitching this as a, maybe not a movie, maybe a like a television series? Oh yeah, a different issue every episode. I'd watch that. Yeah, give me a, give me a segue. I'll be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we test out uh, our new systems now? Uh, yeah, I, let's go ahead and yeah. give it a test run. Welcome to another episode of Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. I am Brian, and joining me is the man with the plan, the canal, Panama, Ben. I don't know if you got that palindrome exactly right. You're really close, I think. Okay, well, I'm going to workshop it. By the end of the podcast, I'll have the perfect uh, palindrome ready to go. I can I can do a palindrome with your name. Can you? Yeah, Brian Nairb. Nairb. It's not a word, yeah. but I did one. Okay, well, you're okay. You're right. Technically true. <laughs> and that's the best kind of true. Okay, now that this this nonsense is out of the way, Ben, we have to introduce our very special guest. He is number two uh, uh, on our on our collection to have every engineered from the Ingenuity Show on the podcast. Although two and a uh, half last. Last time, you know, yeah, we did have like a, a technical cameo appearance, but we haven't had a full-fledged Mr. Pold episode yet. But that's not important because today's guest, none other than the St. Jimmy. St. Jimmy, how you doing? Very well. What's up, nerds? Oh, you know, hanging around, recording Recording, potting cast, fingers crossed, hoping hoping everything goes well. Oh, I'm casting pods. Uh, what? All these years, I've been potting cast. That's why we're just slightly out of sync all the time, just in, in life. Perf- perfect sense. On, uh, St. Jimmy, when you guys do your show, do you, do you podcast? Do you cast pods, or do you... What, what's the one you did, Ben? Casting pods? Yeah. Which way, which way does it go? We, uh, passed cats no oh wow (laughs) we uh (laughs) we have one of those pod carts oh pod carts i want one of those yeah it it makes it real easy yeah ben add that to our amazon wish list maybe we'll get one which we will buy with the engineered referral page (laughs) yes we'll go to (laughs) we'll go to uh, the Ingenuity Show website. Click the Amazon banner and then continue our shopping. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll spend not a penny more than we usually do, and they'll get a small kickback. That's right. 
Nice advertising, Brian. Oh, it's very seamless. Very seamless. We're advertising I... for advertising. <laughs> I couldn't have done we... it better myself. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm. Just, I'm assuming that anyone that's listening to our show is familiar by now with Ingenuity Show. But in case, just in case, there's anybody that's not not in the know yet. Uh, would you like to take a quick second to uh, to pitch to us the idea of the Ingenuity Show, uh, what it is and where we can find it? Me? No, no, not you, Ben. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, it's a, a weekly podcast where three engineers talk about nerdy things, specifically culture, technology, news, and media. You can get a boost to your nerd cred by listening to the Ingenuity Show. I recommend it. Excellent. It's, uh, it's a favorite of mine. I uh, particularly liked the episode that I was on, but that's because <laughs> I'm a narcissist. <laughs> also, check it out. Yes. Yes, indeed. But yeah, it's great. It's uh, you know, these three guys. Uh, great, great podcast chemistry between them. I, uh, it, it, you know, not to take anything away from the the great guests they bring in, uh, they also have a good, like, expanded uh, group of guest expanded hosts. Universe. But yeah, they have a good expanded universe. <laughs> Ingenuity, uh, yeah, the EU. They're sidekicks. Ooh. But, but uh, anytime, anytime the three core hosts are together, it's uh, it's electric. There's kind of magic that goes on, and uh, it's also it's always really entertaining. So everybody, check that out. Check them out. And, yep. So let's go ahead and move onward to happy hour. Happy Hour is the part of the show where we talk about the thing that is making us most happy for the week. Ben, yeah, would you like to? Uh, would you like to go first? I, you know, I'm a gentleman. I always let the guest go. But if you want to be uh, selfish and stingy, please go right ahead. When is the last time the guest went first in this segment? I have to go first so I can get my little tiny short thing out of the way. And all right, well, what I've learned in like band, this isn't my happy hour. This is just related to what you just said, is if you do like three songs, start off with like a okay one, and then have like your best one, then have an okay one again. Just okay, all right. The so... middle, in the, the best in the middle. So that way, it's like people remember that part the most. I see. I I I've never been in band or a band. I didn't know that that was a theory. So I do apologize. That's not my happy hour, though. My happy hour is uh, Google has a new logo, and I wasn't sure about it at first. But don't I think they I all like? Is that they always have no. like a new logo every holiday? Like, <laughs> like I, I liked this pumpkin logo they had on Halloween, but the next day it was gone. I can't believe they changed it. They'll have one for this like authors and scientists I haven't heard of sometimes. No, this is like a, I think a permanent Google logo. Uh, at first, I didn't like it when I watched a little animation because it was written in crayon, and I thought that looked really stupid. But then it solidified and looking like Google colors and not texture. It's just a solid color. But I don't know. The, uh, it's more rounded, and it looks more like refrigerator magnets for children to learn the alphabet, sort of. But I actually kind of like it. I don't know why. And also, huh. like it, they combine it all into a G sometimes. It has all the colors, and that also looks pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so I approve of the new Google Google logo. Google logo. Google. 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 Yeah, you're wrong. The yeah, Google okay. Logo. 
I had no idea they had a new logo. This is news to me. So a real one this time, not like a daily one. Okay. So I'll I'll uh, where can, where can I find this Google logo, Ben? Hmm. I don't know where to look. You should Google it. Okay. All right. Good point. I will Google now, the just, Google just logo. Bing, just Bing the Google logo. That's what my sister did. I was helping her with <laughs> some, uh, picture editing, and she was. I was like, "Hey, stop using Bing images looking for what you're looking for. You're gonna find bad things looking the way you are." And uh, so I said, "Just go to Google." So she binged Google, and that's how she got to Google. Mm, wow. So I, I, you know. I had to search shame, Caitlin. Now you could. I mean. Uh... You know, being in Google seems fine. I've I've asked Jeeves if I could find Lycos.com, and he was very helpful. He's like, oh, yeah, it's right here. Well, Bing has its um, own uses. It was just the way the I, the pictures Kitlin were looking for also could have been taken in a, uh adult context. And Bing is – well, Google filters that stuff out automatically. Bing does not, really. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, so Google image search if you want to find the safe images of things you're looking for. All right. So Ben's happy hour is the new Google logo. Uh, St. Jimmy, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I saw it today for the first time. It causes me the same emotions as the old one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have a strong emotional attachment to this logo like Ben does? I believe no, that he wept. I don't have that. I'm just mildly amused by it. <laughs> It's more I approve of it, and I don't want to use some of my really valuable happy hours whenever I could. I, I'm taking up way too much time in this podcast with some of these. And this is really St. Jimmy's time to shine now. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, my apologies. All right. Yes. So what is your happy hour, sir? Well, it's something that's starting this week that I've been waiting for since January. It is the return of the college football season. Ah, yes. I thought you were just going to say September. <laughs> I've been waiting <laughs> Since all January year for September to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, I I basically just follow one team. I prefer college over professional just because I have more of an attachment to the school since I attended the school. And, mm-hmm. and it's always every game is exciting to me and it doesn't feel as much like a business as the professional and it's cool to see these young players come in and get recruited and then develop and then you know that they're going to leave at a certain time and new guys are going to come in so it's, it's always exciting and there's a lot more teams and it's kind of cool to follow the teams in your conference and teams you play, see how well they do against other teams and stuff like that. And then you have a bowl game at the end of the year and that's, you get to play a team that you normally don't play against. So that's always fun. Yeah, I don't watch m- much sports in general, but I always enjoyed the college football with well, now. I feel like I'm like hobby dropping again when I was in marching band, uh, well, I, I was in I was in marching band in college for uh, the first year, and I actually cared about the team then. I got to be on the field, like in between when they were on the field. It was kind of crazy with all of those fans around cheering, and that was kind of awesome. Even though some of the marching was the fun, like really high knee lift marching, and not <laughs> the normal field band marching. I got to play the fight song whenever there was stuff going on. So I, I, that's when I learned kind of how football works. 
So now if someone's watching TV and they're watching uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks, I'll be like, yeah, I'm for them. I, I'm here. I went there. Cool. Yeah, I went to Boise State. And uh, so that's where my allegiance lies. And they generally have a really exciting team. They're fun to watch play. And we have a trademark um, field turf at our stadium. It's not the typical green. It's a nice blue color that other schools complain about, but I think they're all (laughs) just jealous. Probably. It's like space grass. That sounds cool. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Brian, what college team do you root for? Oh, well, you know, being from the Atlanta area, you only have two choices when it comes to local college sports. You go you go with the um, University of Georgia or you go Georgia Tech if you like to be a contrarian. Like, no, Tech. Tech is going to do it this year. That's the big <laughs> college rivalry. And uh, I don't know. I Tech. I guess Tech because the Georgia Tech campus is right next to uh, a famous Atlanta eatery called the Varsity where you can get, like, really good chili dogs. So that's where my allegiance lies. Oh, I saw that place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, You were there. I thought it was like a prison from a distance. No, it is. Uh, wait, are you talking about Georgia Tech? <laughs> no, it actually looked kind of nice, but it, it was like fenced in weird. I got worried for a second. Well, you thought we were like at a prison cafeteria? Because I was with you. <laughs> no, cafeteria next to a prison. Not oh, okay. All right. Sorry, it, sorry. It was like across the street from the prison. Well, I don't know that we've played Georgia Tech since I've been a football fan, but I know we've played Georgia a couple times. Oh, how did that go? Um... We lost horribly the first time, and we won the second time. So ah, excellent. Got him See, back. My okay. My mentality when it comes to sports is, uh, I guess, I guess I just always, I'm always attracted to the underdog, whoever the underdog is, whoever's expected to lose. I'm like that. That's my guy right there. You're not going to win any uh, March Madness brackets that way. No, no. My, my <laughs> Every March single Madness time, brackets are always the terrible. loser. He's going to do it this time. Well, uh, excellent. Yeah, it's a great, great happy hour pick because uh, I, 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 I knew that the season was upon us, the college football was starting up. But man, it's hard to believe it's already September. Where does the time go? <sighs> Wake me up when September ends. <laughs> Are you just going to be sleeping for 30 days? <laughs> well, yeah, we're just going to pre-record all of these, all the podcasts this month and just all at once. Well, not all at once, every Monday. Yeah, I, 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 I'm hip to your game. I would have liked to have also uh, spit some Green Day titles back and forth, but I honestly can't think of any. <laughs> I know that one, uh, that America one that Weird Al parodied, American yeah, Idiot. American the Beautiful. <laughs> right. Yes, that's it. Sorry. Green Day's cover of American the Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, uh, they did that one uh, time of your life, although that's not the actual title. Um, here's a trivia for you. Yes. That album, American Idiot, has songs that talk about St. Jimmy in them. What? Really? Yeah, I have the album. So, A St. Jimmy or The St. Jimmy? I just assumed it was about me. Oh, you are The St. Jimmy. So, yeah, cool. It's probably about you then. There are no yeah. songs I know of that talk about Molten Panthers, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> or Geeky Chess Guys. So That's, you are lucky. uh... That's true. That's true. I now is that is that the is that the secret origin of of Saint Jimmy? Is that is this the story of how you got canonized? Uh, 
that's kind of where the saint came from because I like the ring of it, but the mm. Jimmy part is much older. Okay. Is, wait, so that's the time you got shot out of a cannon? Is that what you're saying, Brian? Yeah, no, that's when you become canonized. You get shot from a cannon and you become <laughs> a saint. That's how you achieve sainthood. That's, that's like a hazing yeah. ritual for all people who want to become saints. Exactly, yeah. Saint hazing. That's definitely a thing. All right, so Brian, what's your happy oh. hour? Uh, yes, my happy hour I will keep brief. Uh, I don't have a terrible, terribly much to say about this, but I did... Uh, I beat the Arkham Knight Batman video game at last this week after uh, several months back and forth, and I, I'm very, I, I, I'm very careful with the language I use when I say I beat that game. It was a war of attrition. It was me versus the game. I thought the game was gonna win, but I came out victorious. Applause! I can't really clap with a microphone. <laughs> That's fine. I, although, it, that did get me thinking. Uh, it's, it's, it's odd that that's the terminology we use for finishing a video game. There, When it comes to other media, you don't say like, oh yeah, I conquered that book. That book has been conquered. <laughs> yeah, but you beat the other sports team. I didn't. I, I, <laughs> I watched. I watched. I have never beat a sports team, Ben. I'm but a single man. Well, if you're with him, you go, oh yeah, we beat him. You don't say you, you beat the game, though, I guess. So you're right. I guess you don't beat Madden. You just beat the teams in Madden? Yes, exactly. You don't like if you're watching like a television show. You're not like, oh yeah, I uh, I destroyed the new season of Doctor Who. Hmm, yeah. You could say that. <laughs> I killed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's a fine that's a fine video game. You punch people in the in the face as Batman, and uh, the story was pretty good. I give it four out of five stars. How many out of bats would you get it? Out of five bats. Oh, see, okay, so it's now the conversion rate from stars to bats. It's really kind of messy. It actually ends up being uh, somehow like like 7.5 out of 5 bats. I don't know how. There's actually oh, more wow. bats yeah, than the scale allows for. Doesn't hey, make any now, sense. you're a bat star. Oh, hey. Get your oh. game on. Mm-hmm. Get your game on. Continue. Go onward. Yo, play. <laughs> Yo play, yo play like the yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Like there's like a yogurt sponsorship in there. <laughs> Why haven't Smash Mouth been given any kind of sponsorship for that? Why we should just get them for that? Are they still around? Smash Mouth? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, they're living pretty on the Shrek residual checks, right? <laughs> That's where I learned of them first. Was probably from Shrek, and that like, was probably like, it. <laughs> your, your your good friend Shrek told you he's like. Ben, I got to tell you. That's my Shrek. No, that, it's, no. uh, it's beautiful, right? No, I don't, can't not. believe I've never busted that out before. I'm glad that that was the first and only time. Okay. Only uh, that you know of. I'm just hoping that will be the only time that it will come up in the future. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, looking back, uh, <laughs> Google logo, college football, and Arkham Knight are our happy hours. And you know what? Uh, here's a little live uh, radio experiment for you. I'm going to look at that Google logo right now, and uh, th yes, that is a that is a slightly different Google logo. I hmm, yeah. How many bats I, do you I, give it? Uh, it does not register on the bat scale. Okay. I would if if you hadn't told me this is a new logo, I probably would have spent months without knowing. Are you sure you're looking at the new one or not just the old one still? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, this one kind of looks like uh like weird crayon bubble kind of 
Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it then. It does look like fridge magnets to me, like that children could use to spell things on the fridge, except yep, they're yep. lowercase ones. That sure is a logo I'll look at and think, yeah, uh, Google. Hmm. <laughs> I was hoping for something more radical. I, I, I wanted the the new Google logo to look like I don't know, like a like like the Pez logo, like it's made out of little Pez. I don't know what I was expecting. I thought maybe in that like that spiky heavy metal font. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like yeah, yeah, like the Metallica font. Is that the one where like I didn't know like all of those indie metal bands, which they exist. That sounds like it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, they use all the same spiky logo, so no one can read what it is. It's like a hidden eye picture. That's not what it's called. A magic eye picture. It's like a magic eye picture. <laughs> a picture just with eyes hidden everywhere, mm-hmm, creepy mm-hmm. every time you see one. I, I have a theory that magic eye pictures are uh, an elaborate conspiracy. People are just saying that they see things because I've never been able to have it work. Uh, St. Jimmy, what's your luck with magic eye pictures? I'm, I get them to work about half the time. Mm. If it's a reflective surface, I can get it to work. Oh. I've been, I've been working on it for look, years. No luck. You look at yourself in the reflection and it unfocuses, you know... You're looking at the, a different focal distance, and that's how hmm. you see it. All right, all right. I've tried it. I don't know if it's just me or if it's my bad vision. I took my glasses off to do it, for, I think, because when my eyes cross, I see, like, outside of my glasses. I have to be close up anyway. But then I can't see much of it at once. I have to, like, move the book around the whole time. I only see, like, oh, there's, like, the top of the Eiffel Tower. I have to move and focus on a different part. All right, there's a cat's head. And this mm-hmm. gets difficult. So I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to do these anymore. So wait, this is happy hour still? <laughs> your brain, your happy hour is magic eye pictures? Uh, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> That's definitely not the case. Um, yeah, no, happy hour. I, I should have ended this uh, a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry about that. My bad. Uh, we'll take a quick break and then head on to Bummer Patrol. All right, welcome to this game show thing that we're doing again. Mm, yes, gold. Gold. <laughs> it's actually a new game show. We're not doing the same... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we're that, doing uh, a game show thing again. That D-Vitty did. D-Vitty did? It proved too controversial, and we couldn't come back. <laughs> now, this week, we're going to play a game called State of the Funyun. That doesn't really work. State it of the Funyun? <laughs> like... <laughs> it like worked the, like the... spelled out, and it didn't <laughs> say out loud. <laughs> Wait, fun state of the funyun, like the bag of funyuns. Yeah, it's gonna be ten questions all about funyuns. No, no, it's, it's about states. I tried to add the word fun in to the word union because I was spelling it out on my phone and not saying it out loud. I forgot that union is spelled with a U, not an U. Uh. Mm. State of the funyun <laughs> doesn't really work. State of the funyun? No. Well, well, that's what I'm calling good, it anyway. Good try, state of the funyun. <laughs> Welcome to state of the funyun, guys. <laughs> Well, this website I'd never heard of, Estately.com, went through 11 years of Google search data and picked out some of the common yet unusual results by state. I will name a specific Google search, and you will each get to guess to which state that term belongs, or terms. There will be 10 total rounds of states. I will not repeat a state. And uh, St. Jimmy, you get to answer first because you are the guest. But you both get to answer each question, just to make it fair. All right. The search terms here are Nickelback and where is South Dakota? Hmm. 
Let's go with Maine. All right, Maine. Brian, your answer? See, I, I was leaning Maine, but where South Dakota seems like something you would look for if you lived in North Dakota. Like, where, <laughs> hmm, where, where is South Dakota? All right. Oh, I forgot to mention a rule. I'm going to try something. I don't know how well this is going to work. But if you're both wrong, the point will go to whoever was closest geographically. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, hmm, that's a weird rule to drop on us now. I will just I'll just pick something right in the right in the the, the heartland, just right in the guts of the country. That just might not always safe. help. Well, <laughs> if not, then I have a way higher chance of winning because there's a good chance you won't get a lot of these right. That's true. I I was almost certain this game would end zero to zero. To be honest, I. <laughs> well, the correct answer for that one is South Dakota. So Brian, you get the point for being one border state away. What? Why would why would anyone in South Dakota need to know where South Dakota is? They should have that on lock. Maybe it's a bunch of North Dakotans like traveling to South Dakota and be like, "How did I get here? Where are, where am I?" So they Google it. Maybe. Okay. All right. So one point. I'll take the points. And you better keep track of the points because I have to scroll through notes. Oh, sorry. Uh. Okay. All right. We have this giant scoreboard here in the studio, but the listeners can't see that. Right, question two. Nick, well, not really a question. So, search term two: Nicholas Cage, Outhouse. Are, are those are those separate? It's oh, not uh, Nicholas Cage Outhouse. Yeah, those are separate. And Brian, you okay. can guess first this time. Oh, do I? Sorry. Uh, Nicholas Cage. <clears throat> Nicholas Cage. They love Nicholas Cage in his uh, home state, probably of Missouri. All right, Missouri, Saint Jimmy. Where does the Venn diagram of Nicolas Cage and Outhouse overlap? Arkansas. Arkansas. All right. And Brian, you said? Missouri. Missouri. Uh, the answer is Alaska. I will give this to Brian because Missouri is a little bit oh. norther than Arkansas is. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas, I think it, one of theirs is Hotel California lyrics. Don't know wow. why. <laughs> Weird. Also, don't know why Alaskans are so crazy about Nicolas Cage or outhouses. Number three, Hootie and the Blowfish, Miss Cleo. St. Jimmy, your turn to answer. Oregon. Oregon. And Brian. I'm going to go Florida. We got Oregon. We got Florida. The answer is South Carolina. Wow, Brian, are you cheating? You're racking up the points here. No, no, this is just this is this is blind luck. I haven't even I haven't gotten a single question right yet. If I were cheating, I would be getting these on the nose. Well, but maybe you don't want us to know you're cheating. If you got all of them right, I would know you were cheating. But if you're just geographically close, I wouldn't. Number four, Steven Seagal, dog clothes. Mm. All right, Brian. I can't stop thinking about a dog dressed like Steven Seagal now. <laughs> like the ponytail. What about Steven Seagal dressed in dog clothes? Uh, I No, I don't even know what that would be. Clothes for a dog. Hopefully a big dog, so it'd fit. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, Steven Seagal. 
you know, as as a as a resident, lifelong resident of the the southeast, I know that we love some Steven Seagal in this general area. I'm gonna say Kentucky. All right, Kentucky. Mm, let's go with uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. The answer is Louisiana. Now, who's closer? Uh, probably Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, get oh, the you, point. You mean no. the exact thing you said? Yes. <laughs> I was reading it. Yeah, Oklahoma's closer, I think, by a state. So one point for St. Jimmy, three points for St. Brian. All right, question one, two, three, four, five. What does Alabama mean? Casserole recipe. Oh, I go first oh, this time? sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess Alabama. All right, Brian? New York, New York. I, 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 I gave you a city and a state. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of cities, District of Columbia is also on the list, but I left it out. Oh. Just weird. like Congress does. That was uh, not like a statement. I was just, I wasn't like trying to make any kind of stand about that. No, no, stand no. We, now back. we see, we oh. see how you feel. Yeah. I'm pro DC. I don't know. Uh, the answer is Alabama. You get a double point for getting exactly right. Sweet. Wait, is that how that works? That yeah. seems like a new rule <laughs> to throw now. in. It is now. Well, I was waiting until someone did it and it, la it went a lot longer than I thought it would because I forgot of the chances of getting these right is like one in 50. But every time you finish one, the chance goes down by one because I never repeat a state. So what, what's the score so far, Brian? Uh, right now we're tied up three to three. And right, now we're time for the halftime show. Oh, is Katy Perry going to be here? Oh, no, no, no. We, we only got the who. The who? Yeah. The, the what? All of those mm. exist, by the way. All the different the whatevers. Oh, oh. sure. 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 The and then any word that's a band. Well, especially the, the the five questioning ones, the how. You can Google those; those exist somewhere. I believe it. All right, halftime show it. is over. Back to the game. All right, socks and sandals, moving to Canada. Brian. Mm -hmm. Socks and sandals moving to Canada, California, 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 and Saint Jimmy. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. The answer is Washington. So, Brian, you are closer with only one state in the middle. All right, question seven. Lunchables coupons. Home shopping network. <laughs> Dude, wait, I, I'm sorry. I'm not up to date on, on coupons. Can you just Google coupons you want? I, I, I need to start trying this. Maybe they're ordering online and they're trying to find those promotional codes. Okay, all right. All right, St. Jimmy for the block. How about Virginia? Virginia and Brian. I'm gonna go with the uh, the. Um, I'm gonna go with West Virginia. Ooh, is it? I almost, I, I almost said East Virginia, like that was the thing. <laughs> the little known East Virginia. Is West Virginia the one dollar of this game, Brian? So anything west of that, you win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it, but sure. It sounds yeah. like a showcase showdowning this. <laughs> The answer is actually Florida, so St. Jimmy still wins. Oh, shucks. 
the reason I always pause before saying it is because there's a different name underneath the Skype picture. So I always have to pause before I say St. Oh. Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, it's not your bad. I was just stating to everyone else. I didn't like forget your name every time. I just looked <laughs> down at, at your video. I'm like, oh, wait, nope. I don't say that one. Just frantically checking his notes. Well, Point Brian. goes to Mr. Polt. Oh, no. Uh... I say Brian's name easily every time because it's in his picture. I mean, I could call you oh. Chris, I guess. If I could figure out how to put my name in my picture, that might help. Just like hold a piece of paper the whole time. (laughs) All right. Question eight. I forgot who goes first. McDonald's secret menu. Guy Fieri. Oh, it's my my turn. Um, Oh, right. right. uh, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. They love Guy Fieri in in Vegas. He's like a, he's like a god there. So I'm gonna go with uh, Nevada. Oh, they do have all those Guy Fieri restaurants all over the Vegas Strip. Yes, he owns the Vegas Strip. He's like the king of Vegas. I don't think that's true. That was gonna be my answer. Also, you can go with it too. All right, Nevada. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I, nobody wins. All right. I'll I never with, said uh, couldn't take no, the same okay. Place. No, okay. If that's if that's let's how we're playing this, okay. Yeah. Arizona. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and this can only happen one time a game. No, oh, okay. I'll go, I'll go with Arizona. <laughs> the answer is actually Nevada. Double point for Brian. Nevada, Nevada. I don't know how you should say it. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, but, yeah, Brian, you get the double point for that one. Ooh. How did you know that Guy Fieri is popular? Also, McDonald's secret menu is very popular uh, in Nevada. And it's, it's, that, they don't, I don't think that that's a real thing. McDonald's isn't like in and out. I don't think you can get like a Big Mac animal style, but... Maybe the ones that Guy Fieri is a franchise owner of. Sure, yeah, exactly. Guy Fieri's McDonald's. They're only in Nevada. I want a burger, full Fieri, hold the guy. And that means something that I don't know because I don't really... I mean... All right, number nine. Bigfoot evidence. Pyramid scheme. Little Caesars. Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. Five. <laughs> oh, are, are you sure? Uh, I'm glad you specified. I, I thought you were looking for like Bob Dylan's Mambo Number no. Five, but okay, <laughs> Lou, Lou Bega. Okay. Not his number three or number four or seven, but his five. Uh, let's go Tennessee. All right, and Brian. I am going to say. What, 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 what was it? Mambo number five and uh, uh, what Big else? Bigfoot evidence, pyramid scheme, and Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Uh, uh, Hawaii. All right. Well, easily by location, St. Jimmy wins because Hawaii is really far away from the rest of the states. The answer is <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> I guess you're I guess that was a poor strategic choice. Unless it's Hawaii. actually Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I might have counted California. Or any of the West Coast states. Because they're at least on the same ocean. Alaska. But anything past that, you would have lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michigan, though. So point for St. Jimmy. And final question. Is it possible for a tie or a win, Brian? I don't have them. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, right now, uh, the score is St. Jimmy with five, and I have six. So Ooh. if he gets it right, um, if he gets it right with a point it'll be a tie or if he gets exactly right he can take the win so all right this is intense i'll play the the intense music here which i think plays the whole time because that's how the timer music is all right there are five different searches this time razor scooter 
Mustache, Dilbert, the comic strip, Bronies, and Unicorn Pictures. Unicorn pictures. A nice, Bronies, like Dilbert. full image of this state. Dilbert. Okay. All right. I go first. You do go first. I. My gut. My gut's telling me to go with Illinois, but my heart. My heart says also Illinois. So I'll say Illinois. What about your small intestine? What you know what? Oh, my, my, my small intestines actually. You know what? I, I, ooh. Uh, Minnesota, actually. The whole thing just, it turned on me real fast, but Minnesota is what I'm going to go with. All right, Minnesota. Ohio. Ohio. Ooh, this is a close one. The state is Utah. I assume Ohio is a little bit closer because it's a little bit souther, southerner. More south, I guess, is the better word. So it's a tie game. Oh, should I come up with a tiebreaker? Wait, did you not already have a tiebreaker prepared, Ben? This is very, very <laughs> well, shoddy. Uh, I didn't expect draft. there to be this many. <laughs> With all the double points and everything, it could have been anything here. I don't I don't mind being a co-champion. You, you could be co-champions. Or would you like to win St. Jimmy? Uh, let's just say everyone wins except for Ben. Oh. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. So... <laughs> Wait, one Join more us next week. <laughs> one more, one more. All right. Eagles, the band. Well, you're not gonna win. Like, no, really, not... you're just trying to drag. You're just trying to drag somebody down to your level now. Yeah. You don't want. You want to be. You want to be like co-losers now. Well, no. If we were co-losers, I would start naming off the Georgia stuff. You don't want to hear the Georgia's search terms here. Okay. All right. So yeah. So you know, there's a little hint. This one's not Georgia. All right. Eagles, the band, and. Hacky sack. St. Jimmy gets to go first. Um, Colorado. All right, and Brian. And since we've established that you can say the pick the same thing at least once and it hasn't happened yet, <laughs> I'm gonna say Colorado. Oh, well, the answer is Idaho, which I picked in honor of our guest. Well, and it looks like he wins. He gets a point, a half a point higher because you guessed after him. Oh, is that how this works? Okay. You didn't know that? No, no. It's almost as if you're making these rules up as we no, go along. No, one point, and because you copied, you get 0. .5 points. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, sorry. You get 0. .99. That makes you feel better. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah, so you I get lost by I, 0. .01 I, I, point. Oh, all right. Very a hundredth of a game. point. The winner is St. Jimmy. Uh, woo. Do you have a victory speech? Uh, I'd just like to thank all the nerds out there that uh, inspired me to become this good at trivia, even though I just <laughs> randomly guessed states. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd gods have blessed you on this day. All right, yeah. Brian, do you have a loser speech? Or I guess, uh, what's, what's the right word? I, I yeah. No, no, <laughs> runner-up speech. Yeah, runner-up. Not a, yeah, give us our your best loser speech, Brian. I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna contest these results. I'm gonna take this to the highest <laughs> court. I'm gonna have this overturned. Well, that's too bad because there aren't any courts. There are no game show courts. No law covers podcast. What? Have you seen that uh, movie quiz show? Thus I, think, ends, I think this is about that. Thus ends the game show. See you next week, probably.
I'm sad because I lost that game show, but uh, also I'm kind of feeling down because Bummer Patrol is part of the show where we talk about the thing that's uh, got us feeling uh, down in the dumps, feeling blue. Ben, mm-hmm. why why the why the horse face? Well, that's not very nice, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Why why the, why the long face? If we. If we're so down in this segment, why do we even have it? Why don't we just stick to happy segments? Uh, hey, man, did you not see Inside Out? It's very important to to be sad sometimes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, they, they really they really should have just advertised us in that. We kind of did it before Inside Out did it. Oh yeah, so Inside Out is really just a rip off of this podcast. Yeah, pr- I, pretty I much. hear what you're saying. <laughs> exact same thing. No, my bummer patrol this week is. You know those dessert foods that have like chocolate and graham crackers and marshmallows. What would you call those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 like a like a like a like a chocolate marshmallow sandwich on graham no. cracker bread. Yeah, yeah. What, what what's the word for that, those things? Um, uh, they're called like graham cracker delights. No, nope. no. S'mores. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, s'mores. No, no, s'mores. One syllable. <laughs> s'mores. Not some more. My bumper patrol is when people say some mores. It makes sense because you want some more, but it also has an apostrophe for cannot. You don't say knit. I knit. knit. Do that. It's a, it's, a, it's a contraction of some and more. Some more. Yeah, but that means you take out the other part. It's just mores. Smores. It's can't, mm. not canty. Canty. I didn't. Well, will uh, will our, our guests like to weigh in on this? It's a tiebreaker. <laughs> Um, let's see. S'more. Yeah, give me some s'mores. Sure. Yeah, see, I'll go with Ben. You yeah, see, people don't say, oh. give me s'mores, because you can say that about any food. They give me can some get... s'mores. I would like some more s'mores. No! See, all right, you could say, yeah, give me some more s'mores. That's fine, as long as one is two syllables and one is one. But I heard it in something I don't remember now. I wrote this one down like three or four weeks ago, and I forgot it was, what uh, I it, it was an episode of Cheers. Lilith, Lilith says some mores. Oh yeah, thank you. That's what it was. I, I know. I'm just, I'm a big <laughs> Cheers head. I knew exactly what you're talking about. Well, you get point zero zero one points. It's actually there's actually a joke in an episode of Community that's exactly about this topic, the some more. Oh, actually, some more. I thought it was, I only know about the bagel bagel one. I don't remember the some oh, more. It's it's in the it's in the fake clip show where there's a clip of them camping and, and uh, Britta's trying to say it's pronounced some more. Oh, when you told me that Britta thinks that too, I thought you were saying it's something that Britta would think. Not no, 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 actually, I don't remember that. I need to watch <laughs> that one again. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was gonna be lean pockets. But I'm gonna save that for when I have to eat some more next week. Wait, is somebody going to make you eat lean pockets, Ben? Like at gunpoint? <laughs> no. Are you okay? Well, we have them in the freezer. I bought them instead of Hot Pockets because I wanted to try them. And I don't want to make them go to waste now that I tried two and I didn't like them much. So I'm still going to fight my way through it and eat them. But yeah, that'll be for a future Bumper Patrol after I've finished the whole box. It's kind of like how on TV, if someone smokes a cigarette when they're not supposed to as a kid, you make them smoke all of it. I'm doing that to oh, myself so. <laughs> about with lean pockets. Eat all the lean pockets. But not at one time. Just throughout different days. Yeah, but some mores. Also, 
I like s'mores, but since when is s'mores an acceptable like cereal flavor or like ca- candy a candy bar I can see, but cereal flavor or pudding? Well, well, you know, I don't know. There's been like like cookie cereal since like the 70s or 80s. Yeah, so. but s'mores are like three different flavors in one. I don't even like the actual s'more itself. Yeah, so you know, what? I want to take a stand on this. I like s'more no, flavors. Just, just anti-s'more. <laughs> no, I like this the flavor of s'mores all put together on certain things. Cereal, it's kind of weird. Cereal's good, but it's weird as a cereal. It's like a dessert cereal. If you had like I mean, a five-course cereal dinner, that would be the last one. No, but I think it's just really it's just made up of, of parts from lesser cereals. You've got your, like your your graham cracker, your golden grams with like marshmallow pieces that are just uh, repurposed Lucky Charms, and then I don't know where the chocolate comes from. Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. See, it's just a it's like a potpourri of cereal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have also, these... potpourri cereal. <laughs> we get these granola bars that are supposed to be s'more flavored, but they. They taste the same to me as just the regular chocolate ones. You know, the ones with the little chocolate chips. Oh, yeah. Mm. Not enough marshmallow in there. I like the peanut butter ones. Those are pretty good. Mm, yeah. But s'mores, I hate having to make them. The times I've had to. I was in Boy Scouts for several <laughs> years. Like cubs, like even from the smallest one, Tiger Cubs, all the way to Boy Scouts. And making s'mores was always the worst part of any camp out if it ever happened. Because the marshmallows usually either get too burnt or they're too solid. And then the chocolate, you need to be slightly melty, but then it's either too melty or too hard. And you can't actually squish it all down into one food very well. So it's like eating a Dagwood hamburger of s'more. Mm. I'm not stacking yeah. that many marshmallows on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was never a good marshmallow roaster. I, mine would just always burst into flames. You might be a little too close <laughs> to the fire if it's doing that. Do you I, have I, I, them with kerosene first? No, no. I'm just sticking it right in the fire. Yeah, but uh, so you're trying no, to hold you on to get it. Good, good coals. Yeah. Oh, right, right. You got to well, get the ash-covered coals, and then like you've got the <laughs> direct heat on one side and the indirect heat on the other side for s'mores. <sighs> and then you try to eat them, and you hold them, and you take a bite, and like the whole graham cracker breaks off. The chocolate does, but the marshmallow is still there. Cause you have to have different teeth pressures as you eat through it because nothing <laughs> is the same kind of thing. <laughs> It it is it is kind of the only do-it-yourself dessert. It seems uh, unacceptable. I don't I don't know it just falls when apart. that became a thing. Uh, there there was a restaurant here in town until recently called uh, S'more Barbecue, ah! and that was uh, that was their whole gimmick was their special dessert was s'mores, and yes. they would like bring a miniature like little fire pit like oh make s'more s'mores at your table. And I, I don't know why that was an acceptable gimmick to build a restaurant around, <laughs> and it didn't really last long, so I guess it didn't do well for them. Was it called barbecue or BBQ? <clears throat> it was uh, some more barbecue spelled out. All right, because I find BBQ just as unacceptable as some mores. <laughs> it's pre- as it's a pre- it's an abbreviation. Oh, abbreviation initials. It's, it's hyphenated. Not, I don't know which one it not, is. It's not an initialism. It's uh, I. You're, you're right. I don't know what that is. But yeah, I, I'd still call BBQ barbecue because BBQ sounds weird. It sounds like BBC, except it's like BBD, BBE, all the way to BBQ. I don't think you're supposed to say BBQ. I think it's still people pronounced do. barbecue. You want to say some mores, but people say some mores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a, uh, yeah, also firm anti-BBQ stance. Also the barbecue itself, because I'm not a barbecue fan. But that's not what I'm ever troll right now. I'm not bummed about it. I just don't really like it that much. But some mores. 
and having to make them yourself. That's it. Okay. I, I just eat the marshmallows. I forego the chocolate and graham cracker. Uh, heated up marshmallows or regular marshmallows? Either one is good. If we're camping, I roast them. But All right. that, If you weren't camping, it'd be a little bit of a pain to try to roast marshmallows. <laughs> no, but they're good oven. if you... If you microwave them, they get get all Mm. bloated and caramelized. Yeah, that is good. I used to I used to get kicked out of microwaving the little marshmallow peeps. (laughs) Oh, I've never done peeps. Oh, it's cool. They they get really big and blow up. It's great. Um, (laughs) You have to clean the microwave. Oh, I don't because I'm like five years old and I don't. (laughs) Oh, I think it now. No, no, I'm not doing this as an adult, man. That'd be weird. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I never would. Never five. Yeah, I, I kind of want to do it now. Right. Let's. Well, actually, I'm gonna do it. I was gonna say let's do it in the uh, the hotel microwave, and I thought maybe we shouldn't do it in the hotel microwave. On no, our, you might, October. might get in trouble with that. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be clean it. S'mores, huh? You know, what? No. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna back your play here. Uh, s'mores, not 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 a great dessert. It's because I, I I like a good graham cracker. Chocolate, everybody loves chocolate, and uh, marshmallows are great. Separately, they're really good, but somehow by combining them together, like it's like all the weakness and none of the strength, like a, like a reverse blade situation. I thought it'd be like Captain Planet, reverse yes. Captain Planet. Who I don't know who that is. Anyway, uh, enough of our uh, yep, Sergeant <laughs> Pollution, that classic villain. <laughs> But enough uh, some more bashing. Uh, St. Jimmy, what is your bummer petrol? Let's hear some more from St. Jimmy. Oh, man. Dental work. Ooh. So the very back tooth on the top on my driver's side had a cavity, so I had it filled. And then it was like there was too much space between it and the adjacent tooth. And so anything I ate would get stuck in there. So I would oh. have to floss every time. And that messed my gum up there. So it got all sore and stuff. And so I had to go back in and they had to fix that. That was about three months ago. Well, last week I had intense pain in that region for almost a week before I finally went into the dentist to get it checked out. And the uh, the nerve in the tooth was infected, so I had to have a root canal done on Ow. that tooth. the The procedure itself doesn't really hurt because by the time they do it, the nerve is dead, so you can't feel it anymore. But because it was the very back tooth, they had to when they put the they put like a rubber thing in your mouth so that when they're drilling. Nothing goes down your throat, I guess, and just cleaner. But you can't close your mouth for the whole hour and a half that you're getting the work done. Ooh. It's kind of an interesting procedure. Um, there's actually three canals that where the nerves are. And uh, so they drill a hole in the top of the tooth to expose the ends of the canals, and they clean them out. And they actually have little files. They file the, the openings and then they fill them up with like some rubbery stuff and then they put a filling where they drilled and then i have to have a permanent crown put on next week but uh they they have a the 
guy that does it is called endodontist and he has a microscope so he can like look and see what he's doing up there. So that, that was the only cool part about it. (laughs) I mean, the hour and a half with my mouth open with this rubber thing on my face was really uncomfortable. My jaw muscles were actually cramping. Ooh, but, but the bottom of the microscope had a piece of glass on it and I could kind of see the reflection of what he was doing. So (laughs) at least I had something interesting to watch. Oh, yeah. They didn't have, like, TVs in there? No. The microscope would have obscured the TV. Oh, yeah. But uh, I researched, you know, what they do, so I kind of knew what was going on, and I could watch it. So it was interesting, but very uncomfortable. I don't recommend it. They should let you bring, like, an audio book or something in there and just listen to it while it's going on. I probably could have. Oh, I remember but I didn't think about it. I remember one time I went to the dentist and they had to I forgot what they had to do cuz it was it was lots of years ago that I'm remembering. But uh they had to I think it might have been pull a tooth for when I got braces or something. And so they gave me a shot of I assume Novocaine to try to numb the area. And they would start doing something and it hurt a whole lot. It felt like they didn't even do anything yet. And so they're like, "Okay, we'll give another one." And they waited 15 more minutes, came back. It felt exactly the same. So give me one wow. more, and then finally it was numb enough that I could, like, it felt at least slightly numb. And they're like, we had to give you three times what we normally give people. I was like, mm. oh, sorry. <laughs> but that was unpleasant, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, just get the shot and you're fine. But no, I had to take three shots before I felt at least okay. It wasn't even numb yeah, then. They they did give me the shot there, but, uh, and the the doctor kind of made it sound like it was going to hurt a lot when the numbness wore off. And I had some pain pills that the dentist gave me, but it never hurt after that. So oh. it still feels really good. Oh, well, I like when bum patrols in on a happy note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was uh man. I've got, I've got, uh, some dental dentist issues that, uh, I'm dealing with. It was very stressful just hearing you describe the process of getting a root canal. I, I'm on the edge of my seat. I've been I've been putting off important dental work for a long time. I have to have my uh, wisdom teeth removed at some point. Oh. Uh, you know, at some point we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, my my father uh, had the same problem. He put it off until he was like, almost forty, and it didn't go. It didn't go well. Like he got somehow. I guess if you wait longer, it's more of a problem, and uh, there was, like, an infection. Like, somehow there's an infection, and, like, that's, like, right there in your head, man. So he was, like, in intensive care for a week. He almost died. Oh. It was a bad scene. It was real bad. Whoa. Yeah, I had mine out when I was 18, so. I, I probably should have taken care of it by now. Uh <laughs> Uh, okay, when we when we hang up this call, I'm gonna go right now. <laughs> I, I, I'll call up my dentist. Go I have his home. Sit number. outside the office and wait till they get there. Exactly. <laughs> Should we so, like hey, record a few episodes in advance if you're doing that? Because I'm pretty sure you'd be way messed up from that to be able to. No, podcast. no, no. I want to be. I want to be like out of my mind on the uh, dentist <laughs> drugs, and we'll do some podcasts. It'll be great. <laughs> Sometimes you can't tell the difference. Yeah, no, that that'll be the shocking part. It's like. He's babbling incoherently, so it's business as usual. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so you actually had it done uh, when you were 18. Was it uh, relatively uh, painless? Uh, how did that go? Yeah. Um, 
they knock you completely out or they did me anyways. And you wake up in the waiting room or wherever. And my mom drove me home and I went to work the next day. So, Oh, all right. I love when you get to go under and have no idea what just happened. Well, that yeah. sounds weird, <laughs> but because I had a endoscopy done, I think like a year or two ago. And I was like, Oh, I, got, I was freaking out about the IV in my arm. Didn't hurt at all to get the IV in. And then, they just wheeled me around. I got wheeled into a like partway into a closet because it wasn't my turn yet, and I guess they didn't have a waiting area other than put your head in this closet. <laughs> and then like the lady's like, "Okay, count down from 10. and I started to, and I was like, "What is your face supposed to be getting blurry? Is that okay?" She's like, "Yeah, it's okay," and started laughing. And then I was just <laughs> out, and I woke up later. And Megan said I said a couple weird things before I woke up. I don't remember what they were. And she wasn't either. <laughs> you said some weird things about about a treasure buried somewhere. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> yeah, but I don't it, really it remember. It turns out you're DB Cooper somehow. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but then I remember I was still a little. I felt out of it while I was trying to like get redressed. I remember I asked the nurse if it hurts to get the IV ripped or taken out because on TV it always looks like it really hurts when they take the IV out. Like the patient's always like, Ooh, every time. And they're like, okay, oh, we're not going to rip out your IV like they do on TV though. Like, Oh, I know. I just didn't know if it hurts or not. <laughs> like, no, we're not going to rip it out. You'll be fine. Yeah. That wasn't dentist related, but it was being out related. Sure. Well, I man, my my bummer patrol is not going to hang in this company. Uh, <laughs> oh dental, yeah, s'mores, dental, <laughs> s'mores, and uh, yeah. Well, you're right. Ben set the bar pretty low. But, <laughs> um, no, no, mine mine is a uh, it's just a simple simple occurrence uh, that happened recently. I was at work talking to a coworker, and she's she said like, oh yeah, you know. Uh, this other, this other guy we work with, I'm not using names to protect the uh, the innocent. Change his name Ben. Yeah. She's like, hey, you know, uh, Ben uh, Ben thinks you're you're hilarious. I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> oh. that's cool. That's cool, I guess. Uh, she's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, I was like, what, what, what is it? Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not telling jokes. Like, no, just, just how you are. Just, you know, oh. your default, your default thing. Like, oh, just my existence is funny <laughs> to him. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> and he said, uh, she, uh, yeah, she said, uh, yeah, yeah, he even does a really good impression of you. Uh-oh. I say, I say oh, oh, I, oh, okay, I didn't know that. That sounds, that sounds okay. That's a scary thing she's to like, hear. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, he does, he does the voice and the, he does the head tilt. What? And I say, I say, wait, what do you mean head tilt? Like, that's a thing I do? She's like, yeah, yeah, everybody knows about the head tilt. I'm like, oh, all right. And like, in the hands, you gesture with your hands a lot when you talk. I'm like, okay, all right. It was really... It was a real, it was a real eye-opening experience having someone just describe uh, like your 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 base character traits. Like, yeah, that thing you always do that everybody sees but you don't. That's that's what that is. It's it's you're too close. Like you can't see it because you know you're right there. But uh, so if you if you ever see me in person, listeners, uh, just look out for my trademark uh, head tilt and my my hand gestures. I've been around you for multiple strings of days, and I never noticed anything weird. You never notice noticed any... me <laughs> tilt my head like an inquisitive dog? I was thinking like Michael Myers whenever he is about to kill someone. He often no. does a head tilt. But I, I don't, don't notice any weird head tilts from you or like out-of-place hand gestures. So that's kind of okay. weird. 
Well, maybe maybe you're just not observant enough, Ben. I don't know. <laughs> no, I am hyper observant, just like that guy from that show about psychic people. Oh right, yes, yes. Psych. Monk. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, uh, I have. Well, I, other than that time that my sister was doing an impression of me, that's in quote. Oh, that was great. That was the funniest thing, Ben. She got your number. Boom. Oh, so you know Shuffling Kyle. I've told that story before in the podcast. Well, yes, yes. Uh, when we were growing up together in junior high or high school, that's not like growing up. I don't know. It still is. Just whatever. Uh, his sister, who I knew, would often try to show one of my traits that I apparently did but never noticed. And I know uh, now it's because of my incredibly dry eyes. I always dry out. But apparently I blink hard often. Mm. But I don't really notice. Well, every time she would see me, she would do that to me just without saying anything. She'd just start blinking really hard at me. Like as if an impression of me. And that kind of bothered me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just thought of it <laughs> because Maybe. I forgot all about it. <laughs> bring, bring up old wounds. Maybe she was like flirting with you, but she was really bad at it. <laughs> so she blinked both eyes. <laughs> really hard she was trying to wink but she couldn't quite get the coordination down so it just ends up being a blink like <laughs> a really hard blink i don't think so well i guess speaking of blinks a few episodes ago i did talk about how i verbally say blink every time i blink maybe that's why mm, you did say that <laughs> but yeah so that's a little side bump patrol that i remembered because of your story about people doing the things you do as yeah as a yeah, trick i guess yours. Yeah, I guess that's my bummer patrol is uh, I don't I, those 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 things we do that that we're unaware of that have to be pointed out to us. Yeah, and then you get self-conscious about it because you never realized you did, but now you're like, is this a normal thing to do? Obviously not, because they noticed it. <laughs> that's true, and then I, I try to I try to replay all my interactions with these people, and in my in my mind, I, just going back to Monk, it's just I, I walk in like Adrian Monk style, just hand gestures and tilting <laughs> my head, like ah, here's the thing, here's the thing. Next time you see that guy, are you gonna start like trying to keep your head perfectly straight and keep your arms to your sides while you talk? Arms, totally serious yes. topics. Stiff as a board. <laughs> yes. That'll show him. Yeah. His impression will no uh, longer be accurate. That'll take him down a notch. But you'll also look weird not moving much. That's true. Then there'll be like a, a new accurate impression. Well, that's all of that, I guess. That concludes Bummer Patrol. Now, faithful listener, time to move forward to Reading Railroad. Take a look. It's in a book. A Reading Railroad. But you don't have to take my word for it. Is that how we start the segment? I don't think it ever was. Oh. It's time for Reading Railroad, but you don't have to take my word for it. You do. Yeah, you actually do. That's all you well, have is my mine. word. No, they have to take my word, Ben. I appreciate you backing me up, but if the listener doesn't want to believe that it's time for Reading Railroad, um, I, I will stop this podcast right now we'll turn around we'll go all the way back to happy hour they have just, i'll turn this podcast around couldn't they have just trusted the bumper i displayed no nobody listens to those ben i've had people tell me they fast forward through your bumpers <laughs> it's like the five second or under bumpers they just skip it <laughs> yeah wow. i'm sorry i'm sorry you had to learn like this i'll just stop using I, them from now on i didn't want it to come out like this ben I'm so sorry. I was, I, I, that ruins my intervention my bumper intervention i was gonna throw oh 
But that's, uh, you know, topic for another day. Reading Railroad. Just gonna, you know, we're gonna chat about some uh, high literature that we've been reading. Uh, classics. Talk about uh, things you should check out. Ben, what great American novel have you been reading that you would like to share with the listeners? I have been reading Stephen King's Wuthering Heights. Oh, uh, a most, a most, uh, <laughs> most delightful uh, tale. Please uh, go forward. Only half of that is true. Uh, I am currently re- or not currently. I finished like a week ago. Mister Mercedes, the first in a trilogy that Brian is one and a half way through. Mm, one and a quarter. The second one is uh, Finders Keepers, and the third one is End of Watch. Is that it? Yes. Well, Mister Mercedes. Uh, this this crazy mean guy uh, drives a car into a large group of people, and then like a year later, the cop is uh, who is on it retired, and tries to get him when he gets like a mysterious letter from the killer. And there's a cat and mouse game throughout, and there's like a unlikely band of heroes, as he does often in his books, like Dark Tower series. I only like reading about likely heroes. That's my jam. <laughs> like Conan the Barbarian, you're cool with him? Exactly. Like, oh, this guy's a hero. That's yeah, he's his going defining on, trait. <laughs> so anytime the hero's in danger, you just close it. Like, no, this is stupid. They wouldn't be in danger <laughs> here. I'm done. Well, uh, I thought the book was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. It had a surprising twist or two in there. One was pretty disturbing, and one was just, like, dramatic and, like, interesting plot structure. I was actually pleased with the ending of this book, unlike about half of the Stephen King books I read, that I feel just kind of just go and go and go and build up, and then, oh, wait, it's over? Wait, no, what? Sure, sure. I mean, that's uh, I've definitely read my share of Stephen King books that make promises that they can't keep in the end, and under then the it kind dome. of trails off. Oh, sure. If you want to call out Under the Dome, that's fine, Ben. <laughs> under the Dome. I always know, and that one is the big example of, I, I couldn't stop reading, and then it ended, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's how it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, this, this this is a very very well paced, well written uh, uh, book. It's an interesting departure for him. Uh, it's I kind of I'm fascinated by this late career turn that he's taken, where he's been doing um, he's been doing like more uh, like crime crime fiction because he's best known for his horror, science fiction, fantasy stuff. But uh, crime fiction, it's actually uh, pretty impressive. I I, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, he's so prolific and uh, talented, he could pretty much write any genre. I want to see him write a straight Western. I think that would be interesting. I but, bet he could. Uh, he wrote a no, good I, romance in the middle of 11-22-63. I know, you hated that. Well, You're like, ah, I, was, I only want time travel, girl. I was reading what it for the love? cool time travel mechanics. Baby, don't hurt me. But the, it started off with a bunch of cool time travel mechanics, and then there was just a love story in the middle with no time travel mechanics. And that's why I wanted to read it in the first place. I would, uh, yeah, that's true. But the thing that put you off of it, I've actually been um, looking at uh, Stephen King hardcovers online to kind of pad out my collection. And uh, 11, 11, uh, 2263, uh, from what I've been able to gather, uh, appears to be his most well-liked book among non-Stephen King fans, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, so even people that aren't into his work, uh, really, they really dug eleven twenty two sixty three. Maybe a lot of alternative history. Was that or was it alternate history? Alternative history is like a weird kind of music. But alternate history buffs <laughs> would probably love that book, and so they're probably all on board. It's also weird because the first 
like third of it is kind of Stephen Kingy, but with time travel stuff. The second mm-hmm. one is a romance, and the third is sort of like just that one is just alternate history, but also a little bit, little bit of a, like a documentary thing, and like you learn about some of the actual things that uh, the assassin man was up to back oh, then. Oh, that great character, assassin man, <laughs> Mr. Assassin Man. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. No, I'm excited about the. Yeah. Hulu series they're doing of that. That's my but, um, that's my reading railroad this year. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, it's cool. So uh, I, I look forward to finishing. Yeah, this year we do it once. <laughs> year. We read a book once a year and then we talk about it on the show. Uh, yeah, no, I, I back up that. I back up that play. Uh, Wait, eleven twenty-two or okay? All right, yeah. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of well. Megan's in the middle of it, but she's reading out loud so I can hear it again. Uh, and then the Renun by Agatha Christie. I I read that years ago, loved it. That's when I started. I was really big into mystery stuff because when I was a kid, I would read Encyclopedia Brown, and there were even like clue novelizations, not of the movie but of the game, <laughs> <laughs> that are like mystery. And there's even Clue Junior, and they're like solving mysteries in the six R, like the suspect, and trying to figure it out. And then I got uh. into Agatha Christie and Hercule Poirot books. I didn't really read much Miss Marple, and then I went on to Stephen King and went for the horror. But now I'm back into some of the crime mystery stuff because he he did he went there. Ah, you've come full circle. St. Jimmy, have you read much Stephen King? Yeah, I've read quite a few. <clears throat> I've read the Dark Tower series a couple times. I read Under the Dome about five years ago and 112263. Oh. Uh, the Stand, like Carrie, uh, Salem's Lot. I think Salem's Lot might have been my... Actually, that was my first one I read, I think, was Salem's Lot. Carrie was my least favorite. I don't know if it was because it was I was in ninth grade and I wasn't a big fan of it or what, but mm. I don't know. I just did not like that one. Um, It was really good. Oh, I haven't read that one yet. And uh, <clears throat> I'm getting a little froggy. Um, There's a really good one called Bag of Bones that it's pretty creepy. Hmm. I've heard of that one, but I've never actually read that one. I haven't heard of it. It sounds like a good deep cut. Is that a is that a later release or is this uh like eighties Stephen King? I'm not sure. I've got it on the shelf here somewhere, but um I can't see it from where I'm sitting. Um also there was a more recent one called Lisey's Story that was interesting. Yeah, oh. uh, I actually have the one right next to me. I was planning on reading it next <laughs> if I wasn't able to pick up Finders Keepers. I just haven't started oh, yet. That was weird. Oh, you know, I, I I could be I could be wrong, but I I hope I'm not. Yeah, I, I guess I never hope that I'm wrong. Like, oh, <laughs> fingers crossed. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, sometimes. Uh, yeah, you're right. I guess that could occur. I I I believe I read an interview recently or, or listened to a radio interview where he he uh, said that was his favorite book that he's written out of all the books oh. he's written that was his favorite yeah i, I don't know i'll fact i'll fact check that as we continue my favorite is needful things i like the dynamic in that one and i thought the movie was actually a pretty good adaptation for a long book uh the book that i've been reading currently i just finished it today actually is the martian by andy weir oh and there's a film coming out like next month, I think, um, with Matt Damon playing the lead character. I've heard you guys was it worry about that movie mostly because of Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was D Viddy. Okay, 
I can remember if you were all on board or it was just him. He didn't like uh, the way Matt Damon looked in Interstellar, apparently. He thought he was looking a little <laughs> chubby. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, so... So, um, what is The Martian? I, I've only heard of it just in passing, really. Okay, so this is a book that my little brother introduced me to, and he actually bought me the copy that I read. It's about a group. They're the third manned team to Mars. And there's six people in the group. They're planning on staying there for a month. But on the sixth day they're there, a huge storm hits, and they have to go to their launch vehicle and leave the surface. But on the way there, one of the guys gets hit by some debris and his is apparently been killed and so they have to leave him behind and they leave they head back to earth well the guy ends up not being dead Ooh. and so he's stuck on mars with you know enough supplies for six people for a month or a little under a month so basically five to six months worth of supplies to live on and the next manned mission, though, isn't going to arrive for like four years. Uh-oh. So he has to figure out how to survive until then. And he has no way to contact Earth because the debris that hit him was the uh, communications system, like the oh. antenna. So he's stuck on Mars. Nobody knows he's there. They all think he's dead. And he has to figure out how to survive for four years and go like 3,200 kilometers to where the next group is going to land. And he has a rover or, you know, these two rovers that are designed to basically drive, you know, around 10 to 20 kilometers is all before they need to come back and be recharged. So the, the book is good for engineers because it talks a lot about the actual problem solving did to get things to work in ways they weren't designed to work. He has to, he's the character is a mechanical engineer and a botanist. So each crew member had two specialties. So luckily he had the two that are the best for his situation. And so it basically was through all these, you know, he has to figure out, okay, what do I need to survive and how do I do it? And it actually goes through his method of, of figuring out what he has to work with and kind of MacGyvering things to help him survive on Mars. So that sounds really interesting. It's really good. It It is. If you're, if you like, um, uh, what am I thinking? Like not- tech, technology or problem solving it's really good i like those things i especially like when people are trying to use things for what they're not intended to be used for yeah so i I like that there are many times where you're like how is he going to survive this and and there's not you know he figures it out in realistic ways there's nothing unrealistic about it really and it's not there was never a boring part in the book it was all very thrilling so Ooh, sounds like space i highly away. recommend it uh that's what it's been described as like oh. apollo 13 meets castaway so Ooh. 
I'm interested to see how the movie will work. Will he be able to knock out an infected tooth with a space ice skate? Does that happen in Castaway? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't have to do that. But okay, <laughs> he does all kinds of other crazy things. Is there a space Wilson surrogate? <laughs> space volleyball. It's a Martian. Well, he keeps a a written log, like a typed journal. Captain. So that's log. what. Oh, okay. Pretty much everything from him, from his point of view, is what he's typing as a record of what he's been doing, and oh. it's he's kind of he's got a really good sense of humor, and so that helps you know keep it from being super dry. I want to read okay. it. Technical. That sounds that sounds like a cool narrative device if that's how they they frame uh, the things that he experiences. Yeah, from all I'd heard yeah, before. It's funny. Oh, sorry. You go. <laughs> It's funny because he'll he'll end one day saying, oh, yeah, everything's working out. I think I'll be OK. And then the next one starts with, I'm going to die. And, <laughs> and he explains the new problem. And it's pretty funny. You should have learned by now. You never say that everything is going to be OK if you're in a bad situation. <laughs> it never will be. Yeah. yeah you, you should go out like on tour as a promotional for this book and movie because all i heard about it before was oh it's gonna it's called the martian and takes place on mars and like okay it's just another space thing i don't care but from what you said i really want to read this and watch it yes yeah same here really quickly so um for me because i always read i always read several books at a time so that i don't get too bored with one because if it gets slow i have a hard time but so i'm i'm that was one of four books I was reading, but that was the one I read the most. So it was good. Um, another one I'm reading that I recommend is Alive by Scott Sigler. And he's a horror, kind of like a sci-fi horror type author. And uh, this book's a little different. It's from the point of view of a, a young woman. She wakes up basically locked in this coffin type thing and she has no memory except that it's her 12th birthday and she has to break her way out of this and figure out and she ends up rescuing some other kids but even though they all think it's their 12th birthday they're actually look like they're about 18 to 20 years old so seems like they've been in stasis or something because their clothes are still the size of a 12 year old, but um, they have to figure out what's going on and find food and water. Cause the room they're in just has the coffins and it's pretty interesting. It's kind of like a Lord of the flies type thing where they're trying to figure out who's should be in charge and what the rules should be. And, it's really good. I'm a little over halfway through it. And uh it's definitely keeping my attention pretty well. So it sounds I good too. Then that. Yeah. It's good. I haven't read a book by Scott Sigler that I haven't liked. So I don't even know that name, but that one makes me want to read it. So maybe I should start sometime. He's got a uh six book i think it's got six books in it it's a series about the galactic football league where it's in the future like 
600 years or something and the the way that the the governments have gotten interspecies relations to work is they have them all play football together and so it's about this guy that came from a a group that's really anti they're really xenophobic and they're like a based on a religion type thing and he has to kind of overcome that to lead this team of aliens and it's kind of like it's got some gangster elements because all the owners of the football teams are like drug smugglers and gangsters Ooh. and stuff and and um you don't even have to know a ton about football because it's not really a i mean it, it talks about football but you don't have to you don't have to know a ton about football oh. to enjoy it so maybe all these space books will turn me around on space maybe um but it's cool the aliens are interesting none of them are humanoid you know except for the humans but <laughs> they're very humanoid <laughs> yeah they're pretty much the definition of humanoid but <laughs> yeah it's pretty interesting and um yeah he's got some other ones that are more thriller type that just take place in modern day so cool. yeah look him up i'm sure out of all of his books they're all fairly different you'll find some that you'll enjoy yeah, probably so i need to get a library card again I haven't had one in a long time. <laughs> Brian, you got any book recommendations? I well, I do. I have one. I have a quick a quick uh, book recommendation I'd like to lay out here. Um, you know, outside outside of my um, short stories I've been reading, I always keep a couple of collections of, of short fiction around because. Uh, because I'm a product of the YouTube generation and my attention span has been destroyed, so I can only <laughs> read short stories. Um, that's good, though. I've been reading uh, collections uh, by uh, Stephen King. Actually, he has a new uh, book of short stories coming out in November called The Bizarre Bad Dreams, which I'm really looking forward to. This is a speculative uh, recommendation that that'll probably <laughs> be pretty good. Um, I'll assume, based on it being Stephen King, it probably won't be crappy. Yes. Uh, what else? I've got I've got my uh, Elmore Leonard book of Western stories and a Neil Gaiman collection. But uh, uh, for the purpose of this segment, I will say that uh, I'm going to double down on a on a recommendation I actually made on the episode of the Ingenuity Show that I was on. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, pieces of of, of nonfiction I've, I've read in recent memory. It's a memoir. Uh, by Steve Martin about his time as a stand-up comedian called Born Standing Up. Uh, and any, anyone that's uh, a fan of his, of his work, uh, either in, you know, uh, stand-up or movies or his newfound Twitter stardom, he's pretty good at Twitter, guys. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Um, it's actually a really fascinating read, and I'm going to make the... Um, I'm going to make an unusual recommendation that I wouldn't normally make and say that the audiobook version of this is just uh, splendid. It's excellent because it's read by Steve Martin himself. Oh. So he'll talk about, when he, ta when he talks about the jokes, uh, he has the delivery down, of course, as you would hope. Like, he knows how the jokes are delivered. Uh, <laughs> I hope he would. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> it's been a long time. Maybe he forgot. 
Uh, and then he, he talks about some his like interpersonal uh, relationships and it gets really uh, surprisingly uh, touching at, at times. And he plays the banjo between chapters. So it's just a delight all around. Oh. I want to check that, that out. That sounds too. really good. Yes, I do. Because I'm not usually a fan of the audiobook format. There are certain things like like any Stephen King book. I, I just can't deal with the idea of an audiobook because I have a particular narration style set in my head that never matches up. It's like, oh, that's not, that's not right at all. The only one I thought about going for was um, there's, a, there's an audiobook version of Needful Things read by Stephen King, which I thought would be interesting to hear. Anytime you hear the author read their own work, that's uh, that's pretty pretty interesting. But um, as Ben pointed out to me, uh, he said the only thing uh, that would be more upsetting than reading a a, a weird uh, love scene written by a six year old man is having him read it to you. It's like <laughs> ah, oh. yeah, I don't want I don't want him to really read needful things to me. There are a couple things I don't want him to read at all. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> It's not that we have this A plus recommendations all around. I actually uh, yeah. just, I just had a funny thought. Um, one of the other books I'm reading, I always try to read a classic, is actually Wuthering Heights. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I'm a third of the way into that one. So when you said that earlier, I thought that was funny. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean I knew that. I definitely knew that, and I had it planned. <laughs> that wasn't just a weird coincidence. It was just the first classic I thought of when Brian said the word classic. <laughs> yeah, I just go on Google Play and find like a free classic to read. And that was the last one I saw. Well, the last one that I started. I've got Tom Quixote in the queue to read after that. But yeah, uh, hmm. I don't know if and then there were none counts as a classic classic. I know it's read sometimes <laughs> in schools. Because I think it's one of the like original murder mysteries or popularized it or something, and mm. that's currently free online. Like uh, I think on archive.org if anyone wants to read that one. But I'm going to talk oh. about that in a future week anyway. Hmm. Uh, are, are we all uh, just real quick around the horn? Are we uh, these recommendations we've made? Are we reading? Are we reading physical copies or are we e ebook readers? Ben, ebook, ebook. Uh, I I mostly like holding an actual book. It feels more fun to binge read. I was like lay back <laughs> on the couch and like turn page after page, and I, I like looking at it. I'm like, oh wow, look how many pages in I've gotten, or oh I have so many more pages to go, or mm. and that's a good <laughs> thing. I'm like, yeah, look how much more time there is. I I also I'm also a fan of the physical progress, but uh, I'm gonna just venture a guess here. Uh, a man such as St. Jimmy who's juggling several books at once, I bet you take advantage of the ebook format. Am I right? Well, I keep, I always have a, a real book that I read at home. That was The Martian. And then I've got, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got an ebook that I read while I'm commuting because then I don't have to carry a, a regular mm. book around. I just have it on my phone. And then uh, I, the other two are audio books that I listen ah. to while I'm working or playing video games or whatever. Right. Very cool. So across the board. Yeah. yeah. Right. When you were talking about juggling books, I was just trying to imagine trying to juggle <laughs> like four copies of The Stand. Oh the man, wow. that's oh, that's a that's a bad choice if you're gonna juggle books. The Stand is a it's unabridged version too. Oh, the Have you seen how big? 90s. 
Have you seen how big Under the Dome is? It's yeah, I have the hardback copy of yeah, it. Yeah. Huge. I'm I'm looking at my hardback copy of Under the Dome as well. It's uh Yeah. It should be a murder weapon in the game of Clue. <laughs> Are we right, real, real quick, just let's have a shared moment. Everybody look at their copy of Under the Dome. My sister oh, has yeah. mine. There, there it is. Oh, oh boo yeah. Ben. Yeah. Boo. Blame the new today. Oh, sorry. I I spoiled that she's my sister. Oh, yes. Like uh-huh. I do in almost every other episode. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I already had that one figured out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, we had our ingenuity uh, show, Moment of, of Faux Secrecy. It's like, oh, no, now <laughs> yeah. people know I live in America? <laughs> <laughs> or Earth? Somewhere on Earth. I, uh, or under it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're all podcasting from Mars because you're stranded there. Oh, mm. exactly. I uh, Yeah, yeah, the... Great recommendations all around. The Martian is actually, uh, it was already on my radar, but after hearing you uh, speak of it, I really want to pick up a copy. I, I, I almost bought a paperback copy the other day, but I know this is well-worn territory on the podcast about um, re-releases of books with movie art as the cover. Mm-hmm. I, I picked it up and just had Matt Damon's dumb face on it. I was like, <laughs> I don't want this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So Mine maybe I'll find a... another one. Mine just has a picture of an astronaut in a spacesuit on Mars. Ah, so that sounds way better. <laughs> because now, now, I mean, you know, the existence of the movies already, you know, kind of affected this to some degree. But if Matt Damon's face is on it, then I'm just imagining like Matt Damon adventures <laughs> the whole time I'm reading it. And then Matt Damon took a paperclip and used it to, uh, I don't know, we'll call speak- Earth. With a paper clip. <laughs> yep. Well, speaking of judging a book by its cover. Uh, Which only... I do all the time. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very guilty of it. The only reason I think that I haven't read this Lisey story yet is because the cover, it's all red. This is the out, or cut out of a shovel with like flowers behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it makes it look like it's a book about gardening. And I don't want to read a Stephen King book about gardening. You know, I, I know it's probably not. And probably, it's probably not that, but that keeps stopping me from picking it up one day. Well, Mr. Mercedes had, like, an umbrella with, like, blood raining down. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read this one right away. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I did, at least I did find the story is a little slower, but... Yeah, it's uh, it sounds like it's a kind of a, a new direction for him, because I found the quote, and he, he does say that it, it's... He considers it to be his best book. I'm okay with some mm. of the slower ones, because I think The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, that was pretty slower... But I thought it was interesting. It's like just like a young, I think, preteen girl lost in the woods and trying to survive and keep thinking about the baseball player, Tom Gordon. It's just her thoughts. And I guess it's like the Martian of little girls trapped in a forest book. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I have read that one and it's good. Yeah, I like that one. The least story is, is not. I'm trying to think. What? It, how I would describe it. It's not really scary or anything. It's not really horror. Oh. It's just like as far as I can remember. It's been a long time since I read it. Well that that one's next on my list if I don't get Finders Keepers one of these weekends to continue <laughs> the trilogy. Cause I, I it's one of the few Stephen King books that I own but have not read. Mm. There aren't many of those that I mean that I'm mean, not of all his his books. I've read about half, I think. I took some checklist test. I read half of his books. Somebody to reread because it's been since junior high. 
and I need to like I think Cujo I haven't read in a long time. Desperation I thought was an interesting one I liked a lot. Anyway, but we better end the book segment. <laughs> yes. Oh, a lot of, let's say about books. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll do a quick round of Better Know a Podcaster. The Engine Nerdy Show has the weirdest style. Join us each week as we explore nerd culture. That is not what nerd culture is about. <laughs> oh. Can I have you watch when you are dead? <laughs> we could go on quoting uh, Three Amigos all night, but we won't. Technology. So his idea is to disrupt the entire climate across the Midwest so that <laughs> the air patterns that create tornadoes cannot occur. News. I hope that this is a baby or small crocodile because otherwise that's a freaking huge scary otter. And the things we've been watching, reading, and playing. Get a boost to your nerd cred by listening to The Engine Nerdy Show on iTunes, the Stitcher Radio app, or on our website, enginenerdyshow.blogspot.com. Stay nerdy! You're the one listening who's the nerd. Time for Better Know Podcaster. We're going to take a opportunity to ask five quick questions to today's guest, which he will answer, and then we'll go back over and kind of take a closer look at, at what he has to say. Are you ready, St. Jimmy? I Yes, I, I guess so. <laughs> okay, as ready as you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Question one. I should have actually sent these to you uh, so you could do a little preparation because I feel bad uh, dropping. This would be on like you. lightning round. <laughs> uh, some of these are. I, I mean, I, uh, one or two of these I feel like need maybe a little prep. But uh, question one. Out of the 130 plus episodes of the Ingenuity Show, does one stand out as, as your personal favorite is there one where you think like yeah that one we're firing all cylinders it's the perfect episode hmm. well let's see we've done 132 definitely not one of the first four <laughs> <laughs> oh they kind of all hmm, run together but we've had some recently that were really I'm thinking uh, I'm trying to think of the title there was one I was recommending it was in the 120s or something I mm. could probably find it if I looked real quick any of them that have, have the three of us yes I agree the big three and thing. I, yeah. and I will say, I will say, you know, no, no disrespect to your earlier work, but uh, it it feels like it gets better every episode. Like it's every like every week's like, oh, this is actually it's improving. Like I, I've always liked it, but it's yeah, I don't know. It's I, I'm really bad at giving out compliments. I end up insulting people. Like, <laughs> oh, it's better than it used to be. No. It was always good though. I really liked I, uh, episode 126. Sorry, mom. Ah, oh, sorry, mom was a great one. Oh yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, let's see here. Oh, one twenty-two uncivil engineers. That was a good one. Ooh. All right. So, anyone listening that has yet to check out the Ingenuity Show, download episode one twenty-two. Yeah, or uh, one twenty-six. Sorry, mom. That's that's that is good another one. good one. It's probably good that. Uh, 
to you all the episodes blend together because since we do a theme every episode, we can pick out which episodes are terrible and which ones are good. <laughs> I, if only they blended together, we'd get a good average. But now I just think of, oh, wow, we did the body swap episode. That was a bad idea. <laughs> we were real low point. <laughs> yeah, it's so I'll go, with, uh, I'll go with Uncivil Engineer. That's my f- answer. Okay, excellent. 122 Uncivil Engineer. Question number two. If you could have any person as a guest on your podcast, who would it be? William Shatner. Oh, that's a great answer. I'm. I. I, I would like to also say that we would have William Shatner on this podcast. <laughs> I think oh. like Chris Pratt. Well, you, oh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I gave up. I gave up on Chris Pratt, and you know, the restraining order. It just. It wasn't working out. William Pratner. We did both of them together. Photoshop challenge. Oh, why would oh, yeah. huh. meld them into one person? I'm I'm picturing it now, and okay, I could see it. I could see, you know if they didn't if they didn't cast Chris Chris Pine as Young Kirk in the reboot, uh-huh. I could see Chris Pratt doing it. Well, now that just anybody named Chris really, <laughs> Chris Evans. Chris yeah, yeah, Chris Evans, Thor, Chris, whatever his name is, Hemsworth or something. Oh yeah, Chris Thor, uh, Hemsworth. Yeah, <laughs> there are too many Chris actors in the Marvel universe right now. There's an overabundance. Chris Downey Cup Jr. runneth over. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Chris Johansson, who plays... <laughs> oh, Harle- I was to do uh, that one next. <laughs> or who plays Black Widow, yeah. Christopher L. Jackson. <laughs> uh, question three. If you had a time machine and you could travel to any uh, time period outside of your own life, where would you go? Oh, boy. To stay there, right? Yeah, I think it's a one-way time machine. Was that what it was? Right. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Good point, Ben. And Good we're point. going in the past? Yep. Mm. Maybe uh, the the 20s. That seems like a good time. Ooh. The 1420s. Good the, choice. <laughs> <laughs> the 1920s. Yeah. yeah, the roaring 20s. The 14s might have been roaring. Cotton. Um, Cars and yeah, I don't know, but you know, play again sound cool. <laughs> but the 1920s, they had cars, they had good music. It seemed like everybody was just partying the whole time. Yeah, so. well, now they're underground bars. There was a lot of partying going on in the 20s. All right, yeah. <laughs> the gangsters probably helped with the partying too. That yeah. Good, good answer. Good answer. Question four. Uh, I always forget the wording on this weird, weird question. <laughs> uh, who, if you, who would your? Okay, let me think about it, it. Who would you uh, least? What dead person would you least want to be haunted by? Yes. Okay, that's it. Um, man. Yeah, I wish I had time to prep for this one. So I'll just, uh, <laughs> so I'll just say does. the first name that comes to mind. Uh. Lee Harvey Oswald. That, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That'd be pretty bad. And <laughs> last question. This is a tough one. I should have given you a heads up. What is your favorite dessert? Ooh. Don't taste some more. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'll go with one that I don't have nearly often enough. Pumpkin roll. Ooh, never had one. That sounds really good. Yeah, what we is a them, pumpkin roll? We had them at our uh, 
wedding reception. Ooh. It's kind of like you make a law or you make a flat sheet of this pumpkin stuff and then you spread like cream cheese frosting on it and you roll it up. So it's kind of like a swirl. I want one. And then you cut. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. You cut it along the axis. So you have discs of this world oh. pumpkin and cream cheese frosting. It's really good. Serve it kind of chilled. I want to see if I can get some of those sometime. That sounds really good. It does sound delicious. And that concludes. Better know a podcaster. Better, better know a podcaster. Yeah. I, I, this is my bad. I should have been a- like asking rapid fire and then we go back. And, oh, wait. But... doesn't conclude oh, it. There was too much explanation no wasn't no there. no that's i i was i was asking follow-up questions that's <laughs> really where i made the mistake this is not the uh, end of no. this brian no no oh uh, right our 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 surprising twist that we do every time uh <laughs> that's right uh the tables have turned uh i'm gonna now give you the opportunity if you would like to ask us one question all right what is your least favorite stephen king novel Oh, got mine. Oh, Ben, Ben has. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know Ben's answer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give uh, Brian. Oh, go, go, go ahead. You go, go ahead, Ben. Uh, it's just Carrie. I I remember reading it in ninth grade. I only remember the grade I was in because I remember reading it in class after I finished my work. And so I have just clear memories of reading the opening scene with like her in the locker room, people throwing tampons at her. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't like it. I don't know. It might have been I was too young and I didn't even have a prom yet. Maybe that's part of it. I I'm not sure. Maybe it's because I've already seen the movie, whereas mm. some of the other ones I hadn't seen the movie yet. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just I really disliked that one. I don't remember why. I should reread it now to see if I still dislike it. Yeah, it's not that long. Yeah, it's his first book ever, I think. Like actual novel-length book that he wrote. Oh yeah, first uh, published novel, and then I think of Salem's Lot. See, I could have, I could have swore Ben that you were going to say Gerald's Game. Oh no, that that's up there. That was probably the weirdest <laughs> Stephen King book I read, and I don't want to read it again. But I remember actually disliking Carrie when I read it. Was joking, okay. I'm like, why am I reading this still? This is weird. <laughs> yeah, for me, I um, you know, I've I've only. More recently, gotten into uh, gotten into Stephen King. I've kind of really enjoyed most of what I've read. When I when I have got like kind of struck one that doesn't really click with me, I don't tend to finish it. Uh, and I feel bad about bringing this one up because it's not a bad novel uh, from what I've read. Uh, but Doctor Sleep, as a follow up to to The Shining, I feel I feel like I went in with with the wrong expectations. I want to revisit it at some point, knowing what it is, but I went in expecting like, oh, the the, the further adventures of of, of, of Danny Torrance uh, as an adult. And then it takes this weird left turn, which I get, I, I suppose is what I would want to happen. I wouldn't want it to be exactly what I'm expecting because that would be boring. Uh, I don't know. Uh, ben, have you, did you finish it? I know you were reading it at some point. We never finished it. Uh, because you also didn't like it. I well, get it, man. It wasn't only didn't like it. We kind of got distracted with other things. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It did get weird partway through, and I was like, oh, that's not really what I was expecting from what people are billing the Shining sequel. Maybe if it wasn't billed like that and it was billed as a separate book, I might with, 
with with crossover characters. Yeah, I, I, like if it's billed as its own story, and then you read it, it's like, oh, it's actually, hey, it's it's Danny from The Shining, and also uh, uh, Scatman Carruthers. He's also here. <laughs> yeah, if it's like that, maybe. Oh, I forgot something okay. I didn't like about Mr. Mercedes. I forgot to mention a while ago. The only thing oh. I don't like isn't even really not even, not, eh, not even really a big thing. It's just it's kind of weird that out of all his books, this one is not in the same universe. Like, I, oh, I thought that was actually really interesting that he intentionally set it out of. Well, it's, it's not the, that I hate Castle Rock stuff. I just I was just like confused because normally people are like, oh yeah, remember back in Derry when that clown or whenever all those children disappeared? No, in this, people saw the movie It. They saw the movie Christine. And so I was like, well, that's way – it was just off-putting compared to how I'm used to reading his books where – yeah. Yeah, but I – you know, I, kind of, I really appreciated that because that happens early on, and I feel like that helps establish the tone of, of, of it being a, of uh, being like a, like a more of a, like a hard crime novel because if I were reading about uh, this cat-and-mouse game between a retired detective and a, and a serial killer – type guy and if i if i i feel like it would have taken me out of it if at the same time i thought like i know there's a demon clown somewhere in this world i know i know there's a dome really uh but yeah i forgot to mention that but yeah carrie is mine okay and dr sleep is yours i guess i guess dr sleep oh what, what about you uh do you have a least favorite uh probably insomnia I remember reading that one. It was very long, from what I remember, and it was just an old man who saw auras it, or something. That's all I really remember. It didn't seem like much went on. Mm. So, when you're spending a lot of time with the character, just like looking out the window. <laughs> I mean, overall, the whole concept I I found interesting, but yeah, it could have been shorter, I guess. Mm. So you're saying insomnia was a real snooze? <laughs> <laughs> it would cure it. That's that's how we end the segment, guys. Good night. Wait. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, actually. Uh, hey, no feedback this week, but if you want to write into the show, we encourage you to do so. Our email address is happycastfeedback at gmail.com or uh, call in, leave a voicemail. Our number is 77-HAPPY-NUN. That's 77-H-A-P-P-Y-N-U-N. Uh, check us out on the web, happycast.website. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, tell a friend about the show, leave an iTunes review, Instagram, Friendster, MySpace. We're apparently on Stitcher. I got curious because I kept hearing Stitcher <laughs> come up in the engineering stuff. Then I'm like, what? I decided to check us. Did we put ourselves there or is it like an automatic thing? I don't know. I don't know how Stitcher works anymore. I'll uh, look into it. I'm not familiar. Well, we had to submit our RSS to them. I must have done that years ago and just forgot about <laughs> it. Because I just checked, like, hey, we're on here. Cool. So, yeah, check us out on Stitcher if you use that. No, oh, neat. Also, check out the Ingenuity Show, because they're also on Stitcher. Absolutely. I second that recommendation. Well, I think that does it for the podcast. Uh I gotta say that the the new the new setup that you've uh, kind of thrown together here seems to be holding up. It's working really well. I feel like the you know I'm no audiophile, but I feel as though the the quality's improved a little bit. Good, yeah. I I got rid of all that steam piping, so you're you're not relying on the steam anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean if. If you did away with the the steam the steam power, uh, what what's powering the podcast equipment now? Well, it is now powered by friendship. Oh, oh that's nice. 
Well, on that note, that does it for this week's podcast. Uh, we hope you join us next week. Thanks again to St. Jimmy. Until then, remember, stay, stay nerdy. nerdy. So another week, another podcast in the books. I think it, mm, I think it went pretty well. I think it went pretty well, Ben. Um, yeah, I'm glad. Do you, feel? do you feel good? These steam-powered mm-hmm. mics are a lot cooler to hold, and I'm not getting blasted with steam in the face anymore. So this is really nice to have friendship microphones. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, thank, hey, Saint Jimmy, thanks again for stopping by. We do really appreciate you coming over. Yeah, yeah, no problem. If you ever need me, uh, just put the symbol up. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually, at first I was questioning why we spent thousands of dollars on this Ingenuity uh, signal, but uh, now that I see its value, I'm okay with it. Why did um, we spend the thousands of dollars on better mics? Oh, we're just, we're bad at money. We're just, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, so, I do have to let you in on something, though, guys. Uh, those those aren't really powered by friendship. They're not? It, it just takes regular electricity. Oh. Oh. Sorry to burst your bubble. So you're saying you're saying that we're not friends? <laughs>